0: A visitation Hear the spirit call
1: the Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakubon Be blessed as you listen Just close your eyes, begin to bless the name of the Lord, wherever you are, just give Him glory, give Him praise, just lift up your voice, lift up your voice wherever you are, bless His holy name, give Him glory, give Him praise, indeed He is the Lord of Lords, He is the King of Kings, He is He who dwells in an unapproachable light. Heaven is His throne and the earth is His footstool. Just give Him glory wherever you are in the name of Jesus. Bless His holy name. Lift His name up on high. Exhort Him above every challenge in your life right now. Exhort Him above every obstacle in your life right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Declare that Jesus is King over every problem in your life. He is King. every challenge in your life is king over every mountain in your life in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god thank you jesus thank him for your life just spend the next one minute thanking him for your life thanking him for your family even in this time of a pandemic just thank him for the lives of your family members thank him for your own life thank him For divine protection, thank him for divine healing, thank him for divine provision in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we give you glory, we give you praise. Indeed, you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. Father, we have gathered this morning, and this gathering is unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus. For your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in the midst." Holy Spirit, we ask that you shall take absolute control. As I am about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord, and may I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I am a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the Spirit. And I declare a supernatural injunction in the activity of the enemy. We declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their Father through the Word this morning. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. We thank God for this morning. I believe we are excited to receive the Word of God. Amen. And this morning, I'm continuing with a series on the Abundant Life. The Abundant Life. And um, the last two sermons, I spoke about choices. Choices part one, choices part two. Um, Today, I'm going to deal with the subject of the power of habits. The power of habits. Hallelujah. Habits are very, very, very powerful. Habits can determine a lot of things. One wise man said our thoughts become our actions our actions become our habits our habits become our character and our character determines our destiny so if you look at the I don't know whether you call it an algorithm it starts with words actions habits then you have character and then destiny there are five steps and the one right in the middle is a habit It is so strategically positioned. Your your habits can determine how your life turns out. The habits you pick up now, good habits, bad habits, they they determine how your life goes. And today we want to understand the subject of habits. How do habits behave? What what are habits? What are the characteristics of habits? Because I believe there are good habits we need to acquire, and there are bad habits we need to drop. Hallelujah. And sometimes in solving these problems, you need to understand the nature of the subject. You need to understand the nature of the subject of habits. I'm sure if you scan through your mind right now, there are some habits you wish you had. And if you scan again right now, there are some habits you wish you would get rid of. My prayer is that God will grant you the grace to drop the habits you must drop. And grant you the grace to pick up the ones you need to pick up. Hallelujah. Now I search for the definition of a habit. And this is what I came up with. A habit is a settled or regular tendency or practice. Especially one that is hard to give up. I'll take it again. A habit is a settled or regular tendency or practice. Especially one that is hard to give up that is a habit interestingly the good habits are difficult to acquire and they are hard to maintain but the bad habits are easy to acquire and they are difficult to give up very very interesting in fact the whole habit thing is a very very interesting subject the good ones that we want they are difficult to acquire And they are difficult to maintain. But the bad ones are very easy. In fact, the bad ones, we even pick them unconsciously. Without you even wanting to pick them up, you end up picking them up. And they are very hard to give up. But the grace of God is available. Hallelujah. Here are certain facts about, I read a bit about habits. What the sociologists are saying, what the psychologists and things are saying. And I want to share a few of them with you before we enter the scriptural aspect of things as the definition said it is a regular tendency or a practice so what it means is that it is something you are used to doing all right you can't call it a habit if you are not used to doing it it is something you are used to doing and you are familiar with to the extent that you may even do it without being aware you are doing it there are certain things that are habits in you right now they have moved from the conscious level to the subconscious level. You do them. Something like praying before you eat. For most people, they don't even remember they prayed before eating, but it's automatic. It's something you've done since infancy. I hope that is so for you as you are listening to me. Not that when you receive the food, immediately your digestive juices begin to, you know, work and you just take the food and eat it like that. must come to the point where before the food enters your mouth you would have said a prayer even before realizing that you have said a prayer may that be your portion in jesus name so it is something you are used to doing and you are familiar with it you may even do it without being aware you are doing it secondly we are not born with habits we are not born with habits this is something you must you must know Nobody is born with a habit. You are not born with a habit. They are learned deliberately or accidentally. So they are not congenital. They are all acquired. You come and acquire your habits here on earth. Hallelujah. But they will also tell you that certain genetic makeups give you the tendency. To acquire certain habits more than somebody who doesn't have that genetic tendency. That is why certain things tend to run through families. I read an article that actually said that a gene has been isolated that is responsible for alcoholism. There's a particular gene, and they did very extensive studies and realized that 10% of the world's population actually have that gene. And for those who have that gene, what it means is that if they should ever taste alcohol in their life, the tendency of them becoming hooked onto alcohol is higher than the other 90%. I pray that you don't have that gene. Even if you have it, may the Holy Spirit delete it from your bloodline. Hallelujah. Yeah. So that means if you take 10 people, there is one. The day he decides to taste whiskey. The day he decides to taste aquateshi. The day he decides to taste, what else? Schnapps. Do people drink schnapps like that? Or that one is for the gods? Uh, somebody said he likes schnapps because the Bible says he are ghosts.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he, he likes the smell. He has, when he smells schnapps, he's excited. So if you take ten people, one, if he should taste any of these things, it will be nicer for him or her than the other nine people. And the tendency of such a person becoming an alcoholic is very, very, very high. So, we are not born with habits, but they are learned deliberately or accidentally. But sometimes due to genetic makeup and even where you are brought up, the environment you find yourself in, certain people will have a higher tendency of acquiring certain habits than others. I mean, if you are born in a typical Muslim country, your tendency of having a habit of reciting the Quran is higher than somebody born in Accra here. Even Accra depends on where you are born. You are born in Nima or somewhere where there's a, a, a very strong Muslim presence. Your, your, your tendency of picking up such a habit is higher. So environment can affect it. Genetic makeup can also affect it. And then listen to this fact. Very important. Sociologists say 90% of whatever we do are governed by our habits. That means when you wake up from morning to evening 90% of the things that you do Are governed by by habits And that 90% of what we do We do without thinking It's become a habit So you don't really think And I sat down and analyzed it I realized there's an amount of truth in it Those who drive to work You realize you don't think when you're driving to work It's like you have a natural GPS in your system natural Google map in your system. You sit in the car, you accelerate to the point that the moment you hit that particular road, even if that is not where you are going, sometimes you end up, there a lot of times, I'm going somewhere, I use the route I used to work all the time, and I end up driving to my workplace. Meanwhile, that wasn't where I was intending to go. It's become a habit. I, I do it regularly, so it, it's become part of my muscle memory. All right, you've done it repeatedly and it's become a part of you. So they say 90% of whatever we do are governed by our habits. That means we have to take this thing called habits very, very seriously. 90% of what we do. And when I come to the effects of habits, you realize how this 90% plays a very important role to the extent of even blocking the things God wants to do in our lives. If 90% of what you do is governed by habits, then your your habits if they are not correct can also block the good things God wants to do in your life. Hallelujah. The next one is that habits can be fed. Habits can be fed. Habits begin and then they are fed to grow. And there are certain things that feed habits. One of them is repeated action. Doing the thing repeatedly. It becomes stronger and stronger. Somebody actually said The habit begins when you repeat the thing the first time. So that means if you do it once, just once, you're not really necessarily forming a habit. The moment you repeat it, the process of forming a habit has started. So the second time is very, very crucial. I know somebody who was addicted to pethidine. And when I spoke to the person... The problem was the second time he took the thing. He was depressed. Being a health worker, he knew the effects petidine could give. The very first time he took it, okay, it gave a certain effect. He was debating, should I do it again? The second time he did it, the thing blew his mind. He was like, oh, wow, and that was it. This person I'm talking about now can take ten vials of petidine at a go and it doesn't do anything to him. That is a serious addiction. So repeated actions feed will feed a habit. So habits are fed by a repeated action when you keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And you see, it is said that if you do something twenty one days continuously, it becomes a habit so the things you want to have in your life just give yourself a challenge and consciously do them 21 days continuously you realize that it becomes a natural part of you you don't struggle to do them again except of course your family people are chasing you and they don't want you to progress in life but it's said that if you do something 21 days continuously it becomes a part of you so repeated action feeds the habit and then certain habits are fed by familiar things and familiar settings that some people unless they don't see a bar the bar has become a symbol and a trigger for them some people it is a kiosk that is painted blue (laughs) when we say blue chaos you know what blue chaos is unless they don't set eyes on the blue the moment they set eyes on the blue chaos certain chemical reactions begin to take place in their body and they need to gravitate towards the blue chaos to take a thought or two to satisfy their craving so familiar settings familiar things sometimes for some people it's even familiar smells it can trigger the habit it feeds the habit so when you know that this is how habits behave you you know better i'm telling you this so that you know better how to to control the the habits the bad habits in your life hallelujah so familiar settings familiar things and then habits are fed by a reward or support system you see if you're in an environment where let's say if you can quote scriptures. It is rewarded. When I say rewarded, it doesn't necessarily mean you are giving money. But people say nice things to you. Reward is not only when somebody puts a sign in their pocket and says, Psychologists call it positive reinforcement. When you are commended for doing it. In the same way, good habits can be killed if you're in an environment that doesn't reward those good habits. Hallelujah. If, let's say, you're a man and... You like to openly show affection to your wife. You like to hold your wife's hand in public. If you're in an environment where they say, Oh, are you the only people who are married? It's a good habit that can be killed. Hallelujah. It'll be killed. But if you're in a place where they say, Oh, this is nice. so oh, Charlie, you are, you are inspiring us. You are inspiring us. You are our goals. You are our goal. Then the habit is fed. So reward systems can feed habits. Support systems can feed habits. So these are some of the characteristics of habits. Now I want us to turn to the book of Luke chapter 4 verse 14 to 16. Luke chapter 4 verse 14 to 16. Let's look at what the scripture is saying over there. It said, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. This was when Jesus had been in the wilderness 40 days, 40 nights, without food. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. Verse 15. It said, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And the verse 16, which is the one I'm most interested in. said so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read hallelujah and the key phrase I want out of this is as his custom was so you can say, as his habit was it was a habit it was a part of Jesus Christ he's come out of the wilderness 40 days 40 nights somebody will say let me relax for one week and regain my strength let me eat because if he has been 40 days 40 nights without food he would have lost weight significantly you'll be looking different oh let me go and hide small let me eat my mother's food a bit and gain some weight so that when I go to the synagogue, people will not say, Hey, you, this guy, why? what's are you sick? Are you unwell? You know, so he would have gone to hide, eat, relax. Probably by the time he comes by, all the anointing would have been quenched. <laughs> but he went into the synagogue as his custom was. That means while he was in the wilderness, he couldn't wait to come back and get into the synagogue. And that should be our custom also. Hallelujah. He said, I can't wait for the lockdown to be over for me to go back to church you see Christians of today we like to do things when we feel like but there are certain things that must be habits they must be our custom they must be a part of us you must be the kind of Christian if Sunday passes and you've not gone to church you you don't feel comfortable it's like something is wrong you feel like something is seriously wrong hallelujah the same Bible that says don't commit adultery The same Bible that says, don't steal. The same Bible that says, don't bear false witness against your neighbor. Also says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, that do not forsake the gathering together of their brethren. Don't forsake. Same Bible. It says, don't fornicate, don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't steal, don't bear false witness against your neighbor. Hebrews 10, 25, it says, don't forsake the gathering together of their brethren so people ask me oh is it a sin when you don't go to church i said look at hebrews 10 25 and interpret it for yourself it says do not forsake the gathering together of the brethren hallelujah believers must come to the point where we are so the habit of of church on sunday and you see jesus it's like sabbath day it was for synagogue it's like it, it was a part of him sunday must be set aside for church even if your church is not meeting by now, you should be hooked onto Facebook, joining in on the service. Hallelujah. You are not supposed to be sleeping and waiting for Monday evening when you have come back from work to to come and watch the service. Sunday morning is for church and that is what you should be doing. It must be so much of a a part of you. There are some people who, who really for the past three months that they haven't gone to church. They don't feel anything. It's like they don't feel anything. It's normal. They have been praying that we extend it like that. Look, church is not going to be online forever. Church is not going to be online alone forever. Hallelujah. We will go back to our churches and things will be normal again. So if you are beginning to enjoy this distance thing and you are thinking is going to be the new norm I'm, I'm here to disappoint you it will not become the new norm the norm is that we must meet together as brethren we must fellowship together as brethren so start getting that habit now hallelujah yeah let's read acts chapter 17 verse 1 to 2 you realize that great people have habits they have certain habits that that feed their greatness they have habits that feed their greatness. Any great person you speak to, any rich person, any successful person, when you go into their lives, you realize they had certain habits. They had certain customs. Jesus' custom was that he went to the synagogue on Sabbath day. Acts chapter 17, 1 to 2. It said, Paul and Silas then traveled through the towns of Amphipolis, and Apollonia now we also have Apollonia in Ghana it's Apollonia city right? Apollonia and came to Thessalonica where there was a Jewish synagogue so they they had traveled they were not in their usual place but let's see what the Bible says in Acts 17 verse 2 it said as was Paul's custom he went to the synagogue service and for three Sabbaths in a row he used the scriptures to reason with the people So he wasn't in his normal place He was away from his regular church Where he usually Fellowship But as was his custom It was his custom He had that discipline Wherever I find myself I must fellowship with the people So he went For the three sabbaths in a row that he wasn't at home He went to church Hallelujah The fact that you have traveled outside Accra Doesn't mean church must stop The fact that you are somewhere unusual doesn't mean church must stop. In Ghana, you find church everywhere. They say the churches are even too many. Even though we are not complaining that the drinking spots are getting many. The drinking spots are also increasing, but uh, nobody is complaining. (laughs) Amen. It was his custom. That was Paul's custom. So Jesus had a custom. Another custom Jesus had was that he woke up early in the morning and went to a far place. To go and pray, it was his custom. Why do you think he went to a far place? He wanted to be far away from his bed so that the temptation of sleeping will be overcome. Hallelujah! Sometimes there's something that are not too spiritual, it's just common sense simple common sense. You've decided that okay, I want to pray at dawn, but your prayer is on your bed, you are lying on the bed, and by the time you realize it has become snoring, <laughs> snoring tongues, and you sleep but you don't see any vision too (laughs) while you are sleeping. He woke up and went to a far place. A place where he will not be tempted to lay his head down and sleep. Practical ways of of achieving things. That was another custom of his. And Paul, we are told here, he had a custom of going to church. He couldn't miss church. Missing church was, it's like unthinkable for him. He would look for the nearest place and attend I pray that that will be your your portion That that will be your mindset That will be the spirit with which you worship God Not that on Sunday morning When the clouds start gathering Then inside you deep You become happy Because you believe there is a good reason Why you shouldn't go to church You change your worship song to Let it rain, let it rain Open the floodgates of heaven So that it will pour down And you have a good reason not to go to church You should rather be binding the rain. Say, Elijah was a man of like passion, yet he prayed. And those are the scriptures you should be quoting Sunday morning when the clouds are gathering. Instead of wishing that it will rain for you to lie in your bed and feel the coolness of of the breeze. Hallelujah. May the Lord deliver us from all these things. So they had customs. So today I'm asking, what is your custom? you are listening to me what is your custom or what are your customs maybe your custom is that you don't miss manchester united's games every weekend wherever you are whatever you are doing if you are not watching it on dstv you have found some pirate website Uh uh-huh people are laughing because (laughs) some pirate website somewhere that you can log onto and watch the match is because it's your custom it is a part of you you can't miss Barcelona's game, no it is impossible you must see Messi score that goal you don't want to watch highlights no, you don't want highlights when you have had the results already no, you must see it live so that you can jubilate and jubilate well you must watch Cristiano Ronaldo playing that Caesar kick for it to enter the net and so whatever you must do to watch it you try hard Maybe your custom is Game of Thrones. Season 1, Season 2, Season 3. I don't know where it ended. But even now, they say there is an extra bonus 5 episodes. Because there is a twist. We will see how committed people are. They will look for it. They will search for it. They will dig for it. And they will watch it with all faithfulness and with all attention and everything. Game of Thrones. Because you want to see how the thing will be concluded. What is your custom? If there's somebody sitting next to you, ask the person, what is your custom? What's your custom? Maybe your custom is that every Saturday morning, there's some watch joint somewhere, which you cannot miss. You cannot miss. It's like you are there every Saturday morning. And your specs are known. You see, for those that is not their custom, they are the ones who go and stand there and now be telling the, the seller, uh, mame uh, fa, and this and this says, watch it, they didn't do, a and and things like that, right? Those for whom it's not their custom, they go and go and list their specs. You, because it's your custom, when you get them, they see your face, they say, customer, because it is your custom. <laughs> They know your specs already. You have to tell them that today there's a little deviation that you want to play football, so you have lost some air, so they're watching, increase it a little. What is your custom? What is your custom? Sunday, Omotu, some people, Sunday is like a custom every time they they have to eat it, grandma soup not soup (laughs) they have to eat but what is your custom i pray that your custom will be things that that will build your life things that will will build your destiny things that will place you where god wants you to be placed some of these things i've mentioned they are not bad things i'm not saying they're bad things i watch football myself i'm a liverpool fan and I, i am very very happy this weekend because after 30 years the last time we won the league i was a little boy After 30 years, we have finally won the league again. And I am excited. Yes, you never walk alone. Liverpool. These things are not bad. But you see, Paul said something. He said, all things are lawful. But it's not all things that are expedient. And he goes on to say, all things are lawful unto me, but I will not be brought under the power of any none of these things you have power over you to the extent where without them you are depressed without them you feel like you've lost something without them you feel like something is missing in your life what is your custom let me go on about a few things effects actually of habits i'm just trying to expose the whole subject of habits to you one of the things you must know about habits is that habits do not hide habits can't hide though it's difficult for habits to hide if you have a habit of chewing your nails for example if you don't work on it one of these days when you are seated and you are being interviewed on live TV and the whole world is watching you become a big man the whole world wants to listen to you during the commercial break you be chewing your nails and the camera will just come back and everybody will see you chewing your nails. Habits have a way of getting... It's like you push them and and they just do not hide unless you get rid of them totally. Habits can show their faces at the wrong time. We've been told before that in some of the camps of our national teams, when they're on national assignment at their hotels, at night some people sneak out and go to nightclubs. Some people sneak women into their room when you're on national assignment and some people are wasting their time fasting and pray. Me, when I started hearing this thing, I stopped praying about football because if you are praying that Ghana should win not ekromunye day. And those who are playing themselves, they have no regard for God, and they are doing things to contaminate themselves. I I I, I will pray for other things. There are souls to be prayed for. i rather pray for souls. Yeah. So habits find it difficult to hide. They find it difficult to hide. People who hide and go and smoke. Office building, that they written no smoking so they will put the sticks in their pocket and go and hide in some corner smoke and then come back but these things when you come back the smell is on you it's like anointing
0: <laughs>
1: when anointing is on you it, it cannot be <laughs> it cannot be missed so habits do not hide that is why the bad habits you have you have to work on them and get rid of them because they may embarrass you at a point it will come out at the wrong time one day Habits nullify your intentions. Like your resolutions. Your New Year resolutions. Today, go and take the book you wrote your New Year resolutions in. In fact, if you didn't write your New Year resolutions down, that means you are not serious about them. They were just in your head. They are no resolutions, they are wishes. They are just wishes if there are resolutions you write them down and you start making efforts but most people are unable to achieve their resolutions simply because they don't even make the effort it's like on 31st night when they are so emotional and happy that a new year has come and they look at the failures of the past year they are just motivated to put down something oh this year i'll do so so and so this year i'll do so so and so this year i'll do so so and so so, so and so." and they don't even put it down it's in their heads It is not yet a resolution until you have put it down and you have started making efforts to ensure that they come to pass. So our habits nullify our intentions. We have good intentions, but these habits, these things that we we, we are struggling to deal with, they nullify them. They nullify them. You have intentions to lose weight. But your appetite, you have a a, a habit for eating wrong at the wrong time. You have a habit for eating the wrong things. It will nullify your intentions. Your intentions will be good. You have plans of good and not evil, but they will not come to pass. Simply because of habits. They nullify your intentions. Three, habits can sabotage what you are believing God for habits they can sabotage what you are believing. everybody at any point in time is believing god for something one thing i know almost everybody believes god for is that god will help you to be financially secure or it's not a prayer you pray everybody wants to be financially secure but look your habits can sabotage what what you are believing god for god he says what he will not withhold any good thing from us it says the plans I have for you are plans of good and not evil. He says I desire above all things that you will prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. So God desires. He desires that that good things will happen to us. But you see, our habits can sabotage what you are believing God for. For example, you are believing God For financial well-being but you have a habit of laziness you are lazy if you get some job somewhere this is oh as the time is coming lazy lazy inertia inertia sad. then they'll give it to somebody else it's, it's a habit it's something you need to work on maybe god just wants you to come out of this thing and and let me bless you let me tell you something if god is going to bless you with money financial blessings He is not going to create any new notes from anywhere and dump into your account. The governor of the Bank of Ghana will not be happy with him because in doing so, he's increasing inflation, creating new notes. He will not create new notes. It is money that is already in the system and you need to position yourself strategically to be able to harvest that money. And it it means doing something. It means not being lazy. It means working it means positioning yourself to receive hallelujah so your 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 habits can sabotage what god wants to do in your life so there are a lot of people god wants to bless them financially but they are just too lazy they don't want to move it is not the number of hours you pray in tongues that will do it yes the tongues you pray will open the doors but you need to walk through the doors you need to walk towards the doors for something to happen in your life. Hallelujah. Number four, habits overrule reason. Habits overrule reason. And I will explain. Look at somebody like Samson in his encounter with Delilah. Something had a bad habit. He had a woman, a girl habit. Girls. Brasam had a serious problem with girls. In spite of his macho and his strength and everything, he had a problem with girls. And the Philistines saw it. They said, "Okay, this is a sweet point. This this habit, we need to make use of it because this guy is causing us too much trouble. This guy that can take a lion and tear him into pieces, and won't even inform his parents. Because the time they say he was walking with his parents, and a young lion roared at him." He stayed back and caught the lion and killed it. And the parents didn't even know, if it's me, I kill a lion. Oh my, the whole of Ghana will know that I've killed the lion. That, Like he silenced the lion. The parents didn't even know that he had killed the lion. That's how strong the man was. The Bible said, the spirit of God came upon him. He took the jawbone of an ass, slew 1,000 men. He took 300 foxes, set their tails on fire. Where did he even get that much fire from <laughs> 300 foxes and send them into the farms of the Philistines to destroy the animal. I mean this guy was just causing them too much trouble but they said no you have a habit you have a girl habit and we're going to capitalize on this girl habit and we're going to bring you down and the Bible said he had a desire for strange flesh Samson's problem it wasn't just a girl from strange girls he liked strange girls strange woman you want to see the characteristics of a strange woman go and read Proverbs 7 and then Proverbs 5 Bible outlines strange woman Delilah was a strange woman and they handpicked Delilah and say, you you fit the characteristics I'm sure they had looked at the all of Samson's girlfriends he had had like, like okay uh these are his specs all right you This assignment is yours. You are going to floor him. Delilah went and befriended Samson. And oh, brother, Sam, too. As usual, fine girl has come. (laughs) Matching his specifics and his, you know. Everything was fine. Relationship began. He said, what is the secret of your strength? What is the secret of your strength? And Samson lied to her. He said, if you tie seven bow strings. Bow strings, seven. When you tie them, the ones that have not been dried, when you tie me with them, I'll lose my strength. The girl said, okay, all right. So while Samson was asleep, that means he moved from his father's house. Cohabitation. With Delilah. And she tied him with the bow string. And the Bible says what? The Philistine men were hiding in her room so probably she put him to sleep in the sitting room and the men were hiding in her room so suddenly the men attacked and she called some some the philistine men are upon you he got up and just thought the thing like after this one you should know that this woman has been sent you should know that this woman has an agenda you should know that this woman wants me killed that's why I said habits overrule reason. The overrule reason. Second time. He so came again. It said, you lied to me. You lied to me. Sam, I'm angry with you. You lied to me. You lied to me. You don't love me. You don't love me. Emotional blackmail. I'm just say, oh, don't worry. It's all part of the game. It's all part of the game. And you gang with me and we reconcile like that the love is deeper. He said, okay, so now tell me, all right, okay, fine, tell me. He said, now, when you bind me with new ropes, he said, eh, new ropes, okay. Samson slept, bound him with ropes. Same room. Probably same guys, Philistine guys, they were hiding in there. He said, Samson, the Philistine men are upon you. You got up, tore it into pieces. By this time, By this time, something should know that this woman is up to something. He should confront her and say, Hey, Delilah, you are a daughter of Satan. You are Satan in my life. Get out of my life. But the power of a habit, it overrules reason. Third time, she came and blackmailed him emotionally. "Uh, So you've lied to me twice. How can you say you love me? But he just couldn't move away because she was his type. She was his type. The weakness, the habit kept him there. He lied again. He said, If you weave the seven locks of my hair to a loom, my powers are gone. Third time again, same brought the man. Nothing happened. Brother Sam was still there. Until she vexed the soul to the point where he brought out the truth and said, No razor has touched me before. If you touch me with a razor, I lose my strength. Some way, somehow, she felt in her spirit that this one there he has told me the truth. They cut off his head and the Bible said, something shook himself like the other times. But he did not know that the spirit of God had left him. I pray that your habits and your weaknesses will not get you to the point where you will shake yourself and realize it is not as it used to be. You see, people tell people, this, this thing, we misinterpret the scripture that says that the captains and the callings of God are without repentance. People it, oh, I can misbehave, I'm, I'm anointed, the, 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 the hand of God is upon me, I can do anything, and anointing will still be there. You see, anointing without holiness, it's like an engine that is working without lubrication. There's no oil The oil lubricates it It makes it easier When you take the purity When you take the holiness And you see Oil can go stale Oil It can go stale An engine that is working With with, with stale oil Is not the same as the one That is working with fresh oil If you've owned a car before When you, you service it you change the, the 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 oil you change the the oil filters and things you realize the car is moving smoother so when the oil becomes thin and tainted that is when people have to use gimmicks to get similar results so you pay people to fake the miracle you pre-arrange with people about the prophecies you tell them i'll pay you 10 000 ghana cities so whatever i tell you say yes it's true and you see, every gift comes with a silent clause of maintenance. If you dash me a Mercedes Benz from Silver Star, or somebody dashes you a Mercedes Benz from Silver Star, may you receive it in Jesus' name. Fresh Mercedes Benz, he's dashed it to you. It comes with a silent clause of you maintaining it. You changing the oil, you changing the, the, the spark plugs, changing things from time to time. In the same way, when God gives you a gift, it comes with a silent clause of maintenance. What we use to maintain the gift is fasting, is prayer, holiness, the work, these things. If you neglect these things, just like the one who has been given a brand new car as a gift, neglects changing his oil, changing the spark plugs, working on the brakes and things like that, it will come to a point this car will grind to a halt. And it's not because Silver Star has come to collect the car from you. In the same way, if you don't maintain your gift with prayer, with holiness, with fasting, with the word, it will come to a point where the gift will grind to a halt. That's why he says, God, he will not take the gift back. But it doesn't mean the gift is going to work forever. It is going to grind to a halt at a point in time. You realize the thing will not work the way it worked before so habits overrule reason look Claire, samson's reason was overruled that is why somebody who is addicted to tobacco will see it clearly written on the tobacco that tobacco can kill you tobacco can kill you but they just cannot their habit it overrules reason alcohol people have heard things said about alcohol people have done experiments I've seen it. They've taken liver, an animal's liver, and poured alcohol on it and seen the effect. That this is what it does to you. I've seen caricatures made of people's lungs. What happens when they smoke? People see these things. But the reason is overruled because of the power of habit. But interestingly, in the same way, good habits also overrule reason sometimes. And I'll show you an example. Give me Daniel chapter 6, verse 10 good habit this was when some people went and plotted and convinced the king darius that he should bring a rule that nobody should pray because they wanted to trap daniel he brought a rule that nobody should pray but see daniel had a habit it was it was his custom to pray even in the face of danger he said now when daniel knew that the writing was signed that was the new rule that nobody should pray he went home you've just heard that this is the rule and they've told you that this is what is going to happen he went home and what did he do and in his upper room and the next sentence is what baffles me with his windows open (laughs) if it were me at least this time around I would close the window because there is a decree but this man was a prayer machine this man had a habit of prayer and look at what the Bible said with his windows open towards Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees three times that day. Somebody would say, Let me reduce it to one because shall lions lion their teeth? I don't want them to sink into my muscles. He went on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. It was part of him. I pray that prayer will be part of you. Whatever situation you find yourself in, may prayer be non-negotiable in your life. So there's an example of of how a habit can overrule reason, but for the right reasons, but for the correct reason, he went and opened the window. He said, "This and this part of me, I've done it. Huh? It's part of me. I cannot stop it." So habits overrule reason. Five, habits enslave and control you. Habits can enslave and control people. When an alcoholic doesn't get alcohol, sometimes it happens when they, they are on admission in hospital and they have not drunk for one day. Delirium tremens. They have also... They'll be shaking. They'll be sweating. All sorts of things happening to them. So habits enslave and control. Some people have compulsive appetites for Sex compulsive appetites for pornography people run from class to go and watch pornography and come back in the middle of a lecture because the thing has enslaved there anything that has enslaved you made the lord break your chains today in the name of jesus habits enslave you and let me tell you how elephants are controlled elephants that big animal Nobody should go to control an elephant. Every elephant is stronger than any human being. You put 10 human beings together, an elephant is stronger than them. But you go to a circus and there's a small boy who is controlling the elephant. Hey, move here, move here, move here. People are clapping and paying money. How do they get the elephant to reduce itself like that? And that is the same thing the devil does to us. When the elephant is a baby, when the elephant is a child, they'll tie the elephant's leg with a chain. a post or something. At that age, the elephant is not strong enough to be able to break the post and move away. So it will try, 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 try. It can't. Just like how when a bad habit gets you. You try, you can't stop. You try, you can't stop. You try, you can't stop. By two years or three years, the elephant just simply stops trying. It simply stops trying. I've done it have not been able to free myself at that point when the owners realize that the will to fight is broken they take off the chain and now they can even put a grass straw around his leg and the elephant will not even try to break it because his will is broken and that is what satan has done to many people many believers many believers have come to the point where they feel like this thing i cannot stop it I've tried. I cannot stop it. But you see, the elephant, whatever you tie the elephant to, if the elephant really wants, it can break the whole thing. If it's a tree, an elephant can break a tree and break free. But because it was tied when it was small, it tried, it couldn't, it tried, it couldn't, it tried, it couldn't. His will has been broken. In fact, what I would try to say is that the elephant surrenders its will to its captors, And that is what many believers have done. have surrendered the power of your will to the devil and so it's like i can't break free let me just live with this thing let me just accept it and let it be a part of me but today i want you to understand that you have what it takes to break free you have what it takes to break free you must rediscover that willpower again look that elephant has grown to the point where it can break the tree In the same way, you have received a lot of information about that thing you are struggling with. You know hands have been laid on you. Legs have been laid on you. Oil has been poured upon you. Prayers have been offered. But because you haven't brought yourself to that point where you get that will that you have surrounded to the devil back, you are still in chains. Whatever is done for you, to break a habit, whether it's prayer, counseling, anointing, deliverance, whatever. The last step of it is that you must exercise the willpower to stop it. Anything God does in our life, he doesn't force it on us. The last step is us exercising our own will. When we're sinners, the Holy Spirit convicted us. But we exercise our own will. To decide that we're giving our lives to Christ I pray that somebody will rediscover that will that thing that you are you are telling yourself I can't do this thing that you are telling yourself I can't stop this thing that you have accepted as an ornament on your life I pray that God will give you the strength to get that willpower back to break free I want to give you six areas of your life an assignment six areas of your life that you will look at and modify your habits in those six areas of your life. First area, your relational habits. What are your relational habits? What are your habits when it comes to relating to people? There are some people, they don't call. They don't call people. It's like it's a habit. If you don't call me, I don't call you. But relationships are not done like that. And I'm talking about relationships. I'm not talking our boy-girl boy, relationship. Relationship with friends. Relationship with the people around us. Check on people. Sometimes a friendship can become one way. It's like in one direction, like that. Any relationship that is unidirectional will crumble at a point in time. It's like there's too much weight on one side. At a point in time, it's going to crumble. It's going to crumble. You can be in a relationship with somebody and it's only one party that is always calling to check on you. It is all right. Hallelujah. It's only one party that is always visiting. It's only one party that is making efforts to let the relationship work. It's only one party that apologizes anytime there's there's something wrong. Even though that particular person may not even be the one at fault. Such things are a recipe for the relationship crumbling at a point in time. There's too much pressure on one side. It will not work. Relationships were meant to be a two-way thing. They say it takes two to tango. So let's watch our relational habits. Calling, even giving gifts. There are some relationships where it's like friendship, but oh Christmas, is this one who will bring the Christmas car. It's like you are used to it, it's like that. Change that habit. Hallelujah. This time you to reverse it. Go and dash the person something. Area number two: family habits. We must make conscious efforts to create positive family habits. Habits that will make you spend more time with family. Things that will will increase bonding levels in families. Area number three. Health habits. Health habits. Create good eating habits. Create good eating habits. Have a habit for exercising. It is good. The Bible says, "Body exercises profited little." It didn't say profited nothing. Spiritual exercise is more important, but body exercises also help. So, create that habit of exercising. Hallelujah! If you can't do it every day, at least try. It was one of my New Year's. Let me confess. It was one of my New Year resolutions. My wife pushed me, and I agreed. I went to buy the. sneakers bought everything and the first day she woke me up and we jogged and you see when you haven't jogged or done something like that in a long while your muscles itch this one if you've not done what i'm talking about before you will not understand me some of you i know you can't relate to what i'm saying your muscles itch and that itch you can't scratch it you scratch, but it's it's not scratching. Hey, I came back that day and it was like I was a madman. I was itching all over. I said, You the next day we will go. It was time to wake up. I said, I want to pray. <laughs> I need to seek the face of the Lord. <laughs> this was the beginning of the up to today. I've been gone again, but this sermon has energized me. Hallelujah! I shall begin to exercise. I shall begin to jog. So form healthy, (laughs) healthy habits. Sleep enough. You must sleep enough, not too much. Sleep enough. Just sleep enough. Rest, and then wash your hands. Hallelujah! By the end of COVID, washing of hands should be a habit at least we've done it for more than 21 days now in fact it's astonishing that now when you meet people, when I see people on TV, they are showing an old video and people are shaking hands, I feel like there's something wrong, it's like, it's become a part of of us now, but it will end soon, we'll shake hands again amen, so let's form good health healthy habits healthy habits, so in the area of health, area number 4, we need to get good habits let's form good financial habits good financial habits financial habits like not overspending reduce the impulse buying the tendency to buy impulse get into the habit of saving every millionaire they've interviewed if they want to tell you the secret of making wealth the first thing they always mention you have not seen anybody mention anything else like juju <laughs> or anything the first thing they always mention is save and i realized that the saving they were talking about is not for you to save and spend it later you save so that you have the capacity to use that you see when you save you you accumulate money the money becomes bigger when you have big money you can do big things which will bring big money that's the that's the whole mentality with the save. When they say save, it's not like save and then go and chop the saving later. Save so that you have bigger money than you usually have, so you can use it to do something big, and you get big returns. That is how you become rich. Most people, their salary is finished even before it hits the account. It's like the, There's there's no allowance for saving. It's gone it's already finished and somebody will say oh pastor but it's difficult it's difficult the the money is not enough but there's somebody who earns three times less than you but the person is surviving the person is not dead that means if you scale down small you'll not die sometimes it's a matter of just reorganizing our expenditure and reducing our taste and postponing luxuries a bit that is how you can save. So financial habits, wise investments and savings. Don't get addicted to the lottery and gambling. Right now, everybody is betting, bets, bets, bet, 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 everything bet. Corona killed it small but it's coming up again because they are now playing matches again, and people lose a lot of money through these things. People are addicted to gambling. Recently, I had to pray for somebody. He said he's addicted to the bet. It's like when he doesn't have money, he wants to go and lie to somebody and collect money, All because he wants someone And he's believing God to win again, and that win is never coming. <laughs> that's that's the power. That's the power of these things. You win one and you'll be excited and you keep putting money. Look, they say the the you know these these gambling machines, the ones you put the coin in and then things are that is how they are designed they are designed such that you will win at a point and that is meant to catch you and after that the company wins you win one the company wins nine it's 90 percent profit <laughs> for the company i'm told even with some of these lotteries, while people are sticking they are they have a, a computerized system of monitoring the numbers that people are sticking if they realize a lot of people are going to win this particular they will change the numbers that will come that will be drawn that's why people go they say people go to the banker to banker because that one doesn't go into the national system so that one, when you when when you you stick they don't know what you are sticking so they can't tell that you are going to all sorts of things they're connoisseurs, they know (laughs) they know so healthy financial habits and may god give you wisdom When it comes to some of these things, deciding how to invest your money, how to, you know, move your money into things that will yield more. So, relational habits, family habits, financial habits, health habits, work and school habits. You need to think about how you can improve your work and school habits. Your punctuality, your work ethic, your team play, and then self-improvement. And then finally, your spiritual habits. Your spiritual habits. Today I'm giving you an assignment. Go and think about how to build positive spiritual habits. Build positive spiritual habits. Spiritual habits like reading the word consistently. Spiritual habits like meditating upon the word. This is not just about reading the word. Sometime this year, I'll do a series on the word of God and i'll teach you that the real power in the word is when you meditate upon it meditating upon the word of god sharing the word of god it must become a habit it must be a part of you you see jeremiah said something he said the word of the lord is like fire shut up in my bones i cannot close my mouth i cannot keep silent but to open my mouth and say that's here the lord i pray that that will be your portion where the word of god will be like fire shut up in you speak to your clients about God. If you are a trotro taker, you preach the word in the trotter. Hallelujah. The word of God is, is, is a habit. Preaching the word of God is a habit. Preaching, some will say it's a gift. Some will say it's a calling. But Paul said, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. That means for him, preaching is a woe. It's a woe. So the habit of sharing the word of God. The habit of being a worshiper, the habit of being a worship must be a habit, it must be a constant part of you as you are working. You are worshiping, it's not that kind of worship, meaningless worship. It's like you are using it to kill time, you are whistling <laughs> and weeding. you know, those kind of things. And the captain that doing and just want some rhythm to do No, you are worshiping meaningfully. A life of worship, worship must be a habit to the point where even if you receive bad news your response is lord i give you glory i give you praise i thank you i know what i'm saying it sounds strange to you <laughs> that you have received bad news but you are giving god glory but when you've come to the point where worship is a habit whenever you are squeezed by life what comes out is praise and what comes out is worship and then finally a habit of consistent prayer consistent prayer you must be a prayer machine you must be such that if you have not prayed in a day you are uncomfortable it's like you must go on your knees and pray otherwise it's just like that alcoholic who can't do without his fix of of aquatashi or whiskey you must shake you must be uncomfortable until you have spent time in the presence of god praying. if somebody should google prayer machine your picture must appear because you are you are consistent in prayer. You meet some people and it's like... They are even in a queue to buy food... And they are praying like... Well, you are being spiritual. Allow them, they are, they are, they are, allow them to pray. It is a habit. That is them. They are sitting in a truck, They are praying. They are sitting in a taxi. They are praying. That is their life. Consistent prayer life. And for me... As I end... No matter what level you have reached as a Christian... You can be a pastor you can be a bishop, you can be archbishop, you can be a cardinal, whatever level you've reached. If you don't have these habits and they are not consistent in your life, prayer, the word, these things, if they are not consistent in your life, you are not a solid believer yet. You are not yet a solid believer. You could be working miracles. You could be gathering big crowds. But if you don't have a consistent prayer life, You don't have a habit of prayer. A habit of reading the word. A habit of meditating upon the word. You are not yet a solid believer. I pray that God will make you solid believers. People who be consistent in prayer. And I pray that whatever negative habits are in your life that you are trusting God to break. May, May this word empower you today. May God help you to build your will once again. May any things that the enemy has held you with causing you to be bound to certain habits certain behaviors may they be broken in the name of jesus christ of nazareth may you be released to acquire the positive habits that you need to fulfill your purpose in life and for you to realize what god has in store for you may positive habits be your portion this day in the name of jesus A habit of prayer A habit of worship A habit of reading the word A habit of meditating upon the word May that be your portion today In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth The son of the living God If you are listening to me anywhere There is a habit you want to break. I want you to join your faith with me right now. Maybe it's a a habit of laziness. It's it's just laziness. The things you set out to do, you are not able to do. It may even be something that is sexual in nature. It it may even be a habit of, of drugs. This morning, I want you to join your faith with me wherever you are right now. The Bible says, if two shall agree as touching a thing, it shall be established. Join your faith with me right now. Even as we pray, for the power of God to touch you wherever you are, for the power of that addiction, for the power of that habit to be broken in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the lives of my listeners. Thank you that your grace is sufficient for us, and your strength is made perfect even in the times of our weakness. We take authority in the realm of the spirit right now over every form of addiction, over every form of perversion, over every habit that does not bring glory to you. We command that power to be broken right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. If there be a spiritual component to this, this, this bondage Let the power of the Holy Spirit Break those bondages Let the power of the Holy Spirit Break those chains right now In the name of Jesus People struggling with alcoholism People struggling with sexual sins People struggling with laziness People struggling with lying Habits that do not bring glory to you We pray that by the power of the Holy Ghost Freedom and liberty Shall be the portion of your people In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth And Father, we pray that you release the grace to acquire positive habits, habits that build us, habits that help us to realize our God-given abilities and God's plans for our lives in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We give you glory. We give you praise. Father, we pray that this word will be cemented deep down in our spirits, that at the end of a day, we shall be doers of your word and not listeners only. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In Jesus' most excellent name, how we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Information. Reach us on 024 873 7252 or on our Facebook page, the Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.